What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. That's right, you heard me right. Don't adjust the volume. I said two brothers. Missing one, Lawrence St. Victor. He's still out and he's in Rome. What's he my doing heart, in Rome? My heart bleeds for him. Yeah, right? Well, I think what's going on is his uh, production may be getting around the writer's strike by shooting their content out of the country, though I don't know that for a fact. I'm extrapolating. Let's not get bogged down with being sidetracked right at the top, though. We're talking TV, movies, comic books, video games, action figures, and so much more. I'm Jack Walker Pearson. We got Chris St. Victor and Richard Wilson. Gentlemen. What's up? How have your weeks been? We missed last week all visiting our mothers for Mother's Day. So what's been up? I watched uh, Sisu, which was pretty good. I watched. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was like it was kind of very John Wickish, but set in World War II. I recommend it. I watched uh, Big George Foreman, which was terrible. Oh. And I don't know if it meant it. He came off. I'll say this as del- delicately as I can. When he was act, the actor that played him played him as if he was special, and that's and that's how he came off in the in the movie. And we know he's not, but that's how he came off. And if I was George Foreman, I'd be pissed, huh? Because it it just it, it was completely like the wrong portrayal of him. Uh, and then I made this the Sentinel from the from the X Men animated series. Oh, nice. Oh. So. What what scale is that guy? He looks in it a foot. He's bigger. Yeah, he's bigger than uh. So if you see the usual size guys, I make like this size. So he's he's significantly bigger. Dude, that looks good. And I All did right. a warmer too. Nice. That looks official. Is that painted or just printed? Nah, paint. It's printed. So I was telling Jack before we started that my ambition is qu- quickly outweighs my ability when it comes to painting. So I'm gonna stick to uh, do multiple multiple pieces, multiple colors, multiple prints. That gives me a better a better uh, result than painting. All right. You're still gonna have to up your paint game, though. He's he's uh, talking about a Wolverine he was making earlier, and you got to get them stripes on the side eventually. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. That looks good. How about you, Rich? How's your week been? Weeks. Uh, my weeks have been all right. Just been working. That's really it. I don't remember much of what I watched. Uh, Bupkis, yes, watch Bupkis on Peacock, on the cack, as uh, Sebastian Stan says it. <laughs> um, very hilarious stuff, and that's really it. I've been doing test streams. Uh, trying to figure out my internet issue and realize that I need to upgrade my internet. So that's it. That's how it goes. Well, I've had a pretty eventful week. It was my birthday, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, I watched birthday, Jack. Thanks. Thanks Uh brothers. I was in Texas celebrating. Actually, my birthday is only a couple days before my dad's birthday. So I went to go celebrate his birthday, subsequently my own, but I'll come back to that. I watched, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, I saw that. What'd you think? You know, I did not like it, but I will say this. We had a debate. If we could live in a cartoon world, what we would we choose? And I chose to be one of the lost boys and y'all gigged on me because there wouldn't be uh, any ladies around to, to talk to. 
But if you watch Peter Pan and Wendy, they just made half 50% of the Lost Boys Lost Girls too. So, you know, I might have actually won that debate if Not it was surprised. this rendition. Hey, yo. And on other news, I started watching uh, Sentinel on Amazon. Okay. You yeah. haven't seen trailers for that one? Oh, Citadel. Citadel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? No, it's not. But you know what is good and is very similar to it is Night Agent. Night Agent yeah. is good. Citadel is, man, it's, I've, I spent a lot of time rolling my eyes. Mm. But it looks good. Much like I did for the movie you're about to review. Go ahead. Oh, we're going to get into that. Right. So uh, what else? All right. So I was in Texas. And while I was in Texas, I got some pickups at this old bookstore. I found Justice League America classified Cold Steel books one and two. And they're basically if the Justice League were gangums. Oh, that's pretty dope. Oh yeah, Gundams. Gundam. Um, I'm like Gangams. What is that? What? Yeah. Sorry, Gundams. I'm all, all right. over with my vocab today, but it's pretty dope. So they're giant. You know, they're robot versions of it. I think they're piloting them from the bellies. Okay. In the middle. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. Pr- I'm pretty. Pretty stoked to jump in the middle of of this thing. So maybe next week I'll have a report. And then while I was there. My pops swagged me up with some stuff. Now, my dad has been collecting really baseball cards, football cards, trading cards, toys, and all kinds of stuff my entire life. So he's got... Oh, and Chris, I'll send you some pictures since you're in Texas and only a few hours away. If you want some toys, and I'm talking a truckload of toys, and you find yourself in the San Antonio area... There's like cases and cases and cases of like old school Ninja Turtles and X-Men and stuff. And I'll put myself in the San Antonio area for free toys. I'll send you a picture of some of the stuff I was looking at. Um, He'd be happy for you to have it and, uh, you know, just review it on the show or whatever and whatever. And then the other thing, he's got hundreds of boxes, not packs, boxes and cases of football cards and baseball cards and hockey cards and stuff like that. So I just started kind of rummaging through and he gave me a couple that he had opened throughout the years. So we got classic Bo Jackson. Okay. Uh, and this is the, this is the black and white card where he's, his name's not on it. It doesn't say football. It doesn't say basketball. It's the score 1990s card. Um, and he's just, holding a baseball bat, wearing a, f- a football padding. And it's like, that card's 75 bucks, and here's just a whole My book. Of them. You know wow. I mean? And so it's like, he's been collecting cards forever, and it was really cool just to kind of try to find some time to go through these cases of unopened cards and go, shit, man, what, what exactly do we think we're sitting on? And the potential, I mean, it's so rare, but like a Frank Thomas card the error card where his name's not on the card is worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars and i'm looking at not not packs not boxes but cases of that year's baseball cards going there's like 36 packs in a box and 12 
boxes and a case and you got three cases, what are the chances, man? What are the chances? Saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. So I need to make another trip down there to actually open these things up and just start sifting through what might be in there. And that was kind of my week. I had a great week hanging out with my family, watching my grandma, who's like 96, ride a scooter going, wee doggy was just hysterical <laughs> and so fun for me. So I had a great trip. That was my birthday. Rich, you got any questions for anybody? Oh, no, I guess I don't. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got a question. Why did Poison Ivy go to the hairdresser? Why did Poison Ivy go to the hairdresser? She needed her roots touched up. That's actually not bad. Rich, you're a yeah. hater. That's, that's not bad. Because hair, she's poison ivy, tree, roots. Wow. Uh, name one superhero that can beat Captain America. Superman? Captain Vietnam. Ouch. Ouch. That's what we're doing. On that's that note, let's begin this segment by heading down the road, taking a left at the light, a stop, blast through the stop sign. We're going to find ourselves at the collector's corner. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we're taking stuff out of our toy trunk, our video game vaults, and our comic book cases. And we're showing it to the world. They can be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. Gentlemen. What are you showing? So you know how I've done the shopping where I pulled up that the the Panther the, the from Masters of the Universe and I refused to pay full price for it. Yes. Yeah. Finally got it on clearance, ten bucks as opposed 10. to forty. Okay. So then I finally how much articulations on that thing? Zero. Zero. As it should be. As Zero. it should be. Yep. This was actually molded after uh, an old like jungle toy. Oh, that's so, the original guy. That's yeah. It's made from the it's made from the original style. So you see, it's been on clearance. I don't know. Like, they kept marking it down, marking it down, marking it down. You go and buy the Masters of the Universe toys. So I was like, you know, for ten bucks, I finally cop it. Wait, I, I've got a question. Go ahead, shoot. The original Panther toy, which was released in the eighties, right, was based off of a a seventies jungle toy. 70s jungle toy with zero articulation. That's right. correct. Now we're getting a 2003 version of the same toy and it's got zero articulation. Uh, it's called Retro Jack. It's the all the wave, you know? It might, Everyone it does might it. actually have some leg articulation. Let me see. Let me try to like this. Oh, it looks like it does have some leg articulation. The back legs look like they move. Uh, but just at the hips or at the yeah, knees? Just, just at the hips. That's it. But it does have realistic fur. Yeah, I got that velour. Yep. That crushed velour. That's one cross I'm not dying on. Yeah. Rich, how about you? Uh, I ain't got nothing special, but I was in I was in Best Buy, and I was looking for a new keyboard because the other one, uh, I just felt like I needed an update. So I got this, this Corsier bad Is that boy. mechanical? Yeah, man, I'm loving the those, clicky clicks. Those clicks are so satisfying. Ooh, so satisfying. You can change up the lights and everything. And I got to get used to it because it's got different functions. But that's not that's not the reason why I went in there. I just so happened to pick that up while I was there. Um, I went off and I was like, yo, I'm going to bite off on Lawrence real quick. Pause. <laughs> and, uh, 
went through there, went through their aisles because you know a whole shelf there. Best like, Buy like an aisle at table. In his office. Best Buy has uh, you know, their their own little collectible sections and whatnot. And uh the Best Buy by me had Ronin, oh, the got last it. Nice. But not only that one, oh no. I got the one without the armor on. Oh, so I Wait, got them both. That thing. Got them both right there. I need, like, I need that in my life. That book was so good. Yeah. Let's turn them around so you can get some better pictures of them. Without. Yo, are you gonna unbox that guy? Yeah, I got a, I got a lot. I just did I did a I did a couple of uh unboxings with um with the Capcom uh Monster Hunter things. Little random toys, so I gotta, I gotta edit that up and get it in there, and then I gotta do a, a film a few more, and then yes, I will. This will be up on the page of YouTube. Pretty okay. good, man. Pretty satisfying. All right. Well, my show and tell item this week is so, like I said, it was my birthday, and my sister Shannon is a notoriously good gift giver. She seems and like it. She is. She's she's thoughtful and considerate. She sends out holiday cards and stuff like that. She's she's one of those people that make you question your own life choices. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of person you've become? You're just so yeah. good and like, like how do you and so consistent. That's yeah. that's the thing that gets me. It's not like it's a one off. She's been that way her entire life. Mm. So she got me this Horizon Zero Dawn. Peach Momoko hey. cover. Hey. Don't that look familiar? Freaking signed again. What? what? Killing it out there. It's got cert- certificate of authentication on the back, so it's not just some random signature on it. She knows, nice. it. She knows how to do it. Yeah. Like She knows how to do it. So I'm really, uh, really loving this. This one's just uh, going nice. to be such a good one to add to the collection i've got so thank you sis for that thank good. you sis for that good job shannon you know what i was never mind wow that that tune at the end there <laughs> yeah you're rough. right you're right i'll probably cut that out nah you gotta, now you gotta leave it <laughs> yeah you made your choices not live with it well you know what else we might have to live with what's that going on down to that Alley. Anime Ave? Yeah, yo, we're gonna go to Anime Ave. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. And you know what? Since we're at Anime Ave, let's talk about something you shouldn't be watching. And this is just my personal opinion. Take it if you want it. But you've been forewarned. Yokatari, I'm sorry, Yakatari Soldier Soldiers of Misfortune on Netflix. I don't know what's going on with Netflix and their CG freaking animes. But some of them are just not good. And this one I had the misfortune to look at today, actually. And I watched the first two episodes and I was just confused. Because you had these high, it was like in the near future or possibly far future. And you got these, you got a group of soldiers and they're humans. Got the high tech gears, the little mech suits ish type things. And they're fighting humanoid creatures. Um, more specifically rats or rodent-like creatures. And they're also teamed up with other animal creatures, right? Kind of like, um, what was the last movie we watched? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Humanoids, yeah. like bigs, but like also to scale. So like the elephant, they have elephant humanoids and they're like big like elephants. Actually, might be a little bit bigger. And they're all rocking armor and they're shooting and fighting and 
there's no explanation what they're doing, why they're doing it. And you're going in like three episodes of this first of all. And then they start slowly trickling it in. Then they got specific names for them, but they really don't explain the names for them. All I'm saying is don't watch this movie if you oh, can. Good. <laughs> I was like, this is this is the first anime alley where you're not kind of like endorsing a thing. Yeah, I'm, I was good. It had been popping up on my feed and it's been telling myself, or oh, it's been telling me, watch it. Watch this. This is good. This is great stuff, right? You know, you know how Netflix does, you know, this top you know, five movie to watch or whatever. I'm like, True. all right, I'm going to watch it. And I watched it and I totally regretted it. Thank you so, very much, Netflix. So don't watch. Don't watch it or watch it. Maybe you might, maybe you might like it. Maybe you might love just how bad it is. I don't What's know. the name of it again? Yakatori. Yakitori. Soldiers of Misfortune. Isn't that a food yakitori? It is. It's like the, the chicken or the steak. Oh, right? yes. And I'm just like, why? There's no explanation <laughs> for anything on this. I used to go to a spot on St. Mark's called yakitori. Was like, and they and they point that out. Like, what does the what does this word? Because that's what they called them. They call these soldiers yakitoris. And one of the guys, obviously, because you know they have everyone from every, just about every country. You got a, someone from England, someone American, of course, whose name was what Tyrone or something. Naturally, yeah, yeah, got to be a black guy, Tyrone. Um, had a Japanese guy, a Chinese girl, and a British woman, right? So they were like, "What does yakitori mean?" No one ever told me what it means. And absolutely, the Japanese guy goes, "Oh, well, they're they're chicken on a skewers," and they're like, "Chicken on a skewers? What?" Yeah. And that was it. That's how he left it. I'm just like, what? Well, <laughs> clearly, that's metaphor for what they are. You know, yeah. I had some pretty good Yakitorian Saitama. It was this hole in the wall thing. And when I'm walking down like the street kind of alleyway and you smell it like Toucan Sam. Yeah. Like, what is cooking? Incredible. So well, there's a positive note for you, Yakitori. Exactly. Now we're all hungry. Chris, I think it's time for some news. I'm not sure with with Lawrence guy. I'm not sure who does whose intro, but uh so uh first things first, we lost uh uh NFL star civil rights activist and actor uh Jim Brown passed away at uh, 87 years old. So he you see him, he was a football player, he was in the movie I'm gonna get you sucker, he was in a bunch of movies, and uh yeah, he did a lot, a lot of political activism, uh, big on uh, uh, the black movement, big on jail reform, and uh, he'll be missed. He was a good presence to have. Oh, yeah. So, we know the Marvels is coming out, right? It's a terrible yeah. transition, but <laughs> we know the Marvels is coming out. But uh, in comic book world, NBC News had an article about the death of Camilla Khan. So she's dying in the upcoming Spider-Man that's going to come out on the 31st of this month. And NBC News came out with an article about how they're upset how Marvel's killing off the oh, the first Muslim superhero. I don't know if she's a first Muslim superhero, but they're, they're killing off and, and everyone's going crazy. Like, how could this happen? She was so good for representation. But don't they know that all this stuff or all these facts are made up and no one never stays really, really dead? Like, wait, wait. She's dying in the comics? Yes. Okay. She, she is dying in the comics, and NBC News had a uh, it's blurry, but NBC News had a big thing about how everyone, how they were upset, and all their panties were in a bunch because they're killing off the the first Muslim superhero. But but don't they realize that's also how these franchises and entities bring more recognition to the properties because they're gonna bring them back? 
Well, this is what happens when you have non-fans commenting right. on yeah, 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 our stuff. Right. Yeah, because right. we all know, like, come on, they killed Superman. We <laughs> Miss Marvel's nowhere near <laughs> significant. Right. Exactly. Less characters killed off and brought back more times than we can count. So we all know what's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. They're gonna do, do something. It's gonna find a loophole and she come back to life. Some who's way. is Steve Rogers alive in the Marvel uh, comic book universe right now? I don't even know. I don't even know. Because they killed him in Civil War. Right. Did he stay dead? Is a whole nother question. Exactly. Exactly. So, but it's you know it's a chance to be outraged and be upset and to make you know have angry words for Marvel and blah blah blah. They just don't know how this comic book thing works. We know. Yeah. Everyone listening knows, but I guess the outsiders don't know. So, next story. So, we know, we talked about how Lawrence is in Rome filming and how it may or may not be a workaround for the writer's strike, but there's been a lot of casualties because of this writer's strike. So, you know that a lot of your favorite shows probably haven't come back. We haven't seen the Saturday Night Live. We haven't seen a lot of other stuff. But for us, Penguin is on hold. Because of the writer's strike. Naturally, of course. Yeah. So it was in production. Uh, it's on hold as they, the writers fight for better treatment. And, you know, we hope that uh, these writers get, you know, they get the contract they want and they go back to working and pumping out the content we want to read. What we want to see. What kind of treatment are these, are these writers getting that they need better of it? No, no, no. Well, let me, let me, let me boil this down really in a nutshell. They're, they're, uh, one, the writers in the unions actually don't strike that often. The last strike was in 2007. And the last strike was pretty much for the same reason the strike, which was 10 to 15 years before that, was. And it's like every decade or so there's a strike. And it's always about basically residuals because what's happening is the middle class is getting squeezed out more and more. And so you just have a larger disparity in the financial class systems. And writers are predominantly middle class. And so what's going on is this strike is because since 2007, the way we consume content has changed where all these companies are just streaming their content. And so they're playing the content over and over and over again. And new subscribers and viewerships happens constantly, but the writers aren't making residuals off the content being watched a million times. The way it used to work is a show would run on network or something, and then it would go to what was called syndication, and another network would buy it or another country would buy it, and those writers would make residuals every time that content moved to another place. Now, the content's all online, so the way the media is being consumed isn't being tracked in a way where the writers are still making any kind of living, even though they're product is being consumed so that's the the nutshell of what it is is they're going every 10 years when media changes and how we consume the content changes how we get paid for the content needs to reflect it and that's what the strike is about okay in a nutshell there's other stuff too but that's the that's the big sticking point and it's kind of a hard one because they are getting paid to write the content, and but then the content sits on these platforms, so it's right. it's a weird thing. So I'm not entirely sure how long I think this is going to last. I'm not hmm. mad at people fighting for what they deserve. 
No, it needs to because there's a a plethora of money is being made. It's just not being distributed the same. Right. We get it. We'll get that money, writers. And in other news. And in other news. Hey, Batman v Superman. Did you know that Metallo was slated to be in that movie? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. So Metallo was scrapped, but they had a mock-up. They had cast. They had uh, the the what's it called when they when they designed like the like the they designed the character they had the, the character design done, and then they ended up scrapping it. But who was I cast? I don't. I have no idea. But that's what that's what uh, at SnyderCon, Zack Snyder said that. Uh, yeah, they had Metallo. Metallo was going to be in the movie, and they changed. They changed it. Huh. That's a shame. Yeah. Metallo's cool. So Metallo, for those who don't know, Metallo is a robot that's powered by kryptonite in his chest, and he's a foe of Superman. So I'm not sure how they would have done it. It might have been a creation of Lex Luthor or or something, mm-hmm. but it was it could have been kind of cool. You think they still would have said, Martha! <sighs> Probably. Probably that was the linchpin. That that's what that's what kept that's what kept the whole movie together. What is? Why did you say that name? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the last thing I have, actually, second to the last thing I have to, for today, the Flash on the CW is coming to an end. Uh, it was only supposed to go for six seasons and went for nine seasons. And Grant Gustin felt like it was time for it to end, so he's okay with the end. And uh. Yeah, nine seasons in the Arrowverse for The Flash. Okay. Flash was really good content, honestly, especially for what it was and consistent all the way through. Yeah, I've watched the first season. Um, I'm trying to get Sebastian to watch it, but it's still, you know, it's CW, so it's still, he's still some of the stuff that he can't connect with. And he loses when he's not in The Flash, when it's, it's like, you know, teenage love angst, and he it, it loses him and then he just falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And the very, very last thing. Are you sitting down, Rich? Because I know you're going to like this one. Sure. DC Swimsuit Edition has been announced. Ooh. We we are getting a Sports Illustrated-esque Swimsuit Edition of the DC characters. So put your head high away. Here we go. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, they did that for uh, the Marvel characters back in the day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have those cards. From the '90s, and there were Jim Lee. I think there were Jim Lee. So that so means the, that means the boobs were like this. <laughs> pouches everywhere. Yeah, pouches, pouches, and gigantic triple Fs. All right, let's uh, let's not get canceled just yet. But I think it's time to stop laughing, Chris. All right, fine. It's either that or laugh a whole lot more because it's time for a debate. Let's get it ready to rumble. All right, today's. All right, since we're talking Fast X today, our debate question is pretty simple. The Fast and the Furious franchise has had over 13 installments. That's including spinoffs like Hobbs and Shaw and some of the animated stuff and shorts. So, But over 13 installments, 13 entries, if you will, into the franchise. So of those 13... What are your top five? If you're going to watch the Fast and the Furious movies, these are the top five. 
in order of your least to favorite. So this was my recommendations list, actually. Uh, to redo recommendations. Thanks, Jack. I can't wait to see what your recommendations are. Might be other films that have over 10 in there. Uh, yeah, there's not much, so it's going to be over five because there's not much that has matched over 10 films that's a magic of Fast and the Furious. I'll tell you that right now. Well, yeah. All right. Well, you want to go first then? What are your sure, top five sure. Fast and the Furious? Number five, Fast and Furious 6. Number right. four. Which was Tokyo. titled Fast, Fast and, and Furious. Furious 6. Which is <laughs> titled Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> 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 Number four, Tokyo Drift. Number three, Fast Five. Yeah. Number two, Fast and Furious. And number one is The Fast and the Furious. So Fast and Furious came after, um, this is very confusing how they titled it. But yeah, Fast and Furious is number four. Yes. So, but yeah, but number one, nothing matches the first one that it, it really like, it really spawned a lot, affected, you know, car culture. It did a lot. And it's a completely different movie than what we watched. Yeah. Well, it's basically just uh, Point Break with cars. Yes. Fast and, Fast exactly. and Furious 1, there's nothing special about that film. It was good. It was a fun film. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing special about it, though. It is literally... And Point Break is a better movie. Yeah, you shut your mouth. Okay, anyway, whatever. So It is. Here's my list. All right, <laughs> we're going least for, to favorite... Uh, I honestly just have three, but I'm going to add in the extra two. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to go right down the list. Fast Five. Actually, no. Fast Five. That's why it was great. That's yeah. Was it great. was. Mm, but you know what? This is my list. I don't care. Fast Five. Then we're going to go Fast and Furious. Yep. Okay. Right? Then we go Tokyo Drift because the drifting has, has a thing in my heart. Yeah. And then Tokyo we go Too Fast, Too Furious because Ejecto Cito Cuz. What are we talking about? Ugh, I hate it like too fast. I don't care. I don't care. Jack cuz. <laughs> um, and the, and of course, got to go back to the Fast and the Furious. That's the OG. Like, yeah, I'm right. not just me because everything else after that. I mean, even the Fast Five and Fast and Furious, so definitely Fast Five. It just got started. It started getting crazy. Like we're now, you know, holding down helicopters with our bare hands and everything. Like, that. come on, what are we doing? Just like real life. Yeah, become like a Marvel movie. movie. The, become I, if, if I wanted to watch a Marvel movie, I would watch a Marvel movie. Yeah, I, no, I agree. It's like it's almost crazy to watch them in order now. Mm. But it is such a. It's almost like an improv game where you're like, how do you dial it up from one to ten? <laughs> and you're like, it's so naturalistic. The first movie is just cops and criminals and some street racing, and now mm. it's like we're going to space again. <laughs> Dom is catching cars. Catching cars. He's literally cha changing the laws of physics the way he's he, bouncing the stuff. The car off. rolled over. He grabbed it with one hand like, ha, let me flip it back it, over. It's oh, just it's a, These movies are insane at this point. Um, all right. My top five are Fast 7. Okay. Because Fast 7, in my opinion, was a, a, the perfect way to end the franchise. Um, I think they've... It, it, the way they handled everything was so tasteful and now, and it was a fun movie. And now it's like, you're almost, you know, you're six more films down the line. And it's like, 
what is going on and why is it still going on and why is it going on the way it's going on and we'll get into that when we talk about the movie but fast seven it's gotta be on my list um fast and furious that's part four yep great film that was one of the first times the franchise was really in swing of what the franchise is I think Tokyo Drift is the thing that's really started to set it apart, and then Fast Four, Fast and Furious Part, you know, Fast and the Furious Part Four is the one that was like, now we know what this content well, is. Remember the tagline? It was new movie, original parts. Yes. That's why they brought Vin Diesel back and brought everyone back after Tokyo Drift. Exactly, and that's ex- that's right. Vin Diesel wasn't even in the second movie or the third. Right? He was in the third at the yeah. end. He had a cameo. Yeah. He had a small cameo. Paul Walker, nowhere to be found in the Tokyo movie. But so, yeah, Fast and Furious 4 is when the franchise became the franchise it is today. And they, and it worked out really well in Fast and Furious 4. Um, Fast 5 is my number three. Fast yeah, 5, that movie was excited going into the theater and excited going out of the theater. And it was like, I, I'm ride or die for this franchise. It was Fast Five is when I became ride or die for this franchise. Okay. Um, but that kind of changed for me after eight. In my number two slot, it's Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is one of the most underrated of the franchise films, in my opinion. I, that movie I, is... I agree with that 100%. You go back and you watch Tokyo Drift... You don't realize how good it is to you go back and rewatch. Like this movie was, this movie was awesome. Yeah, Tokyo Drift is great, and in my opinion, it's the first one that leans us into what the franchise becomes later. It's it's a little more on that spectrum, and just so good stands alone. Also, um, and there's no question what the movie is about from start to finish. You know what you're involved in. Yeah, and in the number one slot, I've got to give it to the fast. And the Furious, even though it was basically Point Break set to Cars, there's something very special and charming about that film. Uh, do you remember Car Club after the Fast and Furious came out, Rich? Man, Car Club was no. I remember the the, the theater. I remember Palisades Mall right after the <laughs> after yep. the movie came out, bro. Yep. Like it was not, people were just ripping out of the parking lot. I'm like, come on, <laughs> you were driving oh. so reckless, <laughs> yo. Yo, but no, I was yo fast. Uh, Fury Seven, I that was actually they should have ended it like that because that that was the one where they were in Mexico, correct? And Letty had yeah. amnesia, right? Come, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they should have they should have ended it on that one. That one, that one was good. It it wasn't too crazy. It was based somewhat in reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I agree with that one. I mean. As much as they were at that point, yes. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. it was definitely, they were dialed up the spectrum where they're like just touching Marvel or some of those entities. Yeah. Now it's like it's not even a competition. They could literally be inducted into the Avengers. They could. They could they be. Could. They're in the same universe. They're on, they're on yeah. Earth 626 like, or whatever. Yeah, they've, as, they've as much ability as someone like Hawkeye, mm. you know? Yeah. Or more because they need to could blindly jump a car off a cliff or off a bridge and just know he's going to be okay. <laughs> this dude straight up hits uh <laughs> this guy straight up hits a crane arm to catch a ball in motion. All right, I think this segue is this pretty... Let's yeah. so let's just segue yes! right anyway. into uh Fast in the Fast 10. It's time 
for the main event. Today we are talking Fast 10. I'll give you a little synopsis. Here we go. I'm going to sum the whole movie up in one word. Family! And now we'll give our spoiler-free recaps. Um, Rich, what'd you think about this movie? Spoiler-free. This is a movie that they could have easily done in an hour, hour and a half tops, and the audacity to have possibly two sequels after this. I'm furious. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, how about you? Spoiler-free thoughts. Spoiler-free. This movie teaches us that if you have family and nitrous, anything is possible. And lucky for me, you guys know Sebastian. And he's my can of nitrous. So I have both. So according to Fast and Furious logic, I can do anything I want, however I want, whenever I want. And that gives me hope. So I, I don't even feel comfortable him having it there. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're going to be hearing about him on the news very soon. <laughs> Uh, here's my spoiler-free thoughts on Fast X. Meh. Why? Family. Okay. Here's a recap. And this is going to be a crude recap. I'm going in so we can talk about this film. Top of the film, we have the best part of the movie, my opinion. Trying to be opinion-free in the recap, though. It's a flashback of Fast 7. Furious 7. Whatever that seventh movie was, we're Wait, it was, was it, Fast 7, right? No, well, it wasn't no, Fast, it wasn't fast 7. That was, that was fast, fast 5. five. Yeah. You're right. It was Fast 5, which had a hysterical scene where uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel steal the vault out of the locker in whatever country that was. And Brazil. Guy, Brazil, right. that's right. I love Paul. I love Vin Diesel's uh, on again, off again uh, accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and then um, you know, they wreak havoc in the town and they crushed this guy Jason Momoa's father in a really violent uh, way. Like they, they just kill everybody. And you're sitting here with Jason Momoa going, I get it, but what and why? And anyways, moving on. So Jason Momoa is the son, watched his father die. He wants revenge. Also, he's knocked in the water and has a pseudo Aquaman moment right at the top of the film. You're like, <laughs> yeah. what are we watching? <laughs> and then the movie starts. Uh, present day, you're with the Fast family. Wait, time, time out, time out, time out. Time. When we're in the so we're showing the flashback, right? But yeah. we're showing new scenes in the flashbacks. We're so you were showing this from Jason yes. Momoa's yeah. point of view, right. right? Jason Momoa is driving a diesel Volkswagen Touareg. Why is he shifting the Touareg? I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> yes, yes. neutral to drive, neutral to drive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I was right. so pissed off. I hit my wife. I'm like, "Why is she shifting?" My wife's like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> right. Well, this is a this is that, that. I mean, right off the top, this is a great example of the problem with this film. It just doesn't make any sense. No one cared enough for it to make any kind of sense. And you're sitting here watching the film, going, "Anyways, this is the recap." So then. Uh, we're in present day, and they're having a picnic table, and suddenly, the, the who's the woman of this table that you've that's, never seen in any of the movies grandma, before? That's his grandmother, yeah. Okay, so the Vin Diesel's grandma is leading the familia charge, but... First of all, we, wait, 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 before have we... Have we ever seen her? Have we no, ever seen her in bro, any movie? I don't know why, but this whole time, I'm thinking Toretto was straight-up Italian, because that's the way Vin Diesel portrays it, <laughs> in, in my eyes. I'm seeing an Italian guy. 
I am not seeing I'm not seeing a Mexican guy or whatever he was supposed to be. I'm just like, what are we doing right now? Okay. No, I just didn't understand the character because here we are ten Yeah, here we are thirteen films deep, right? We're like we're deep into this thing, and they so forced this woman into the opening scene with all this it's like Hallmark family bullshit that I'm sitting here going, what is this scene about? And who are these people I'm watching it with? Why Seems was she family. in this? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. Anyway, so then what happens is uh, they go on a mission. The mission goes south because Jason Momoa's character is actually really good at what he does, but he doesn't actually want to kill anybody. So is he good at what he does? I don't know. Mission goes south. They turn into the whole diesel family turns into America's most wanted list in an instant because they tried to blow up the Vatican. Well, that was one thing I didn't understand. They they were, they were fugitives, right? They've always been fugitives or criminals. Not after after they met with nobody. After they met with Luke Hobbs, which was the rocks character. Right. They became like covert government agents. Right. So the the reason why yes, Rich, yes, yes, this, this, this you didn't miss happened. that. It was uh, Kurt Russell inducted him. Yeah. So Kurt Russell was Mister Nobody. So right. so the reason why Roman went out is because they were supposed to re- recover was a microchip or something. Right. And this they thought it came from the agency. That's what it's called, the agency. That's uh-huh. what they work for. Right. So there are so they are good guys. So that's what they they I think I think it was the Fast and Furious. Or Fast Five, where they had their slate wiped clean, and they became pretty much like yeah, I, th- I think it was Fast. But they're still they're still thieves under the under the guns. No, 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 no. All they do now is just missions for. Yes, they're basically the impossible impossible mission force. They stop world destruction. Yeah, and through cars, okay. through cars. Yeah, and tech, and like really smart people. Okay, and then and this is a spoiler. Filled recap for those of you who were wondering at this point. Oh, we are beyond. Uh, yep. And so then, then what happens is Vin Diesel figures out. Right, right, right. Vin Diesel figures out that they've been uh, led astray. He goes to Rome to try to stop them being led astray. It goes even more astray, but somehow he manages to deflect a giant um, bomb marble with his car. And prevents the Vatican from being blown up, but not before they all become, like I said, public enemy number one. And then the movie is just... Yeah. What is this movie about? And then, okay, then you have... um, I'm going to tell you what it's about. It's about putting Vin Diesel in the best light possible while he's flexing in the same. First of all, he makes the same face the entire movie. That's so true. Can we talk about how this man has no type of costume? Like he wears the same thing offset that he wears onset, except superhero movie. Wait, but that's his superhero costume. He's a superhero wearing his costume. This man goes off. He's 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 done rapping for the day, and he just walks away. He's like, "Are you gonna return the costume?" No, I came in in this. No, this is what this is what I wear. This is what I wear wear with my family. (laughs) Family, family, family. All right, then you got John Cena, who's running around with Vin Diesel's kid. Um, and and John Cena's playing the same role he plays in every movie, also. Everyone's playing the same role they play in every movie in this movie. And then at the end of the movie, 
there's a big showdown between Momoa and Diesel in cars. And then right when you think the movie's going to be over, they go, oh yeah, just kidding. It's just starting. End of part one. And you're sitting there after three hours of this movie that's like Wiley e. Coyote making no sense, where literally the villain of the film has every opportunity to win the battle and chooses not to, and then chooses not to, and then chooses not to. And you're like, do you want to kill the guy or not kill the no, guy? No, I don't want to kill the guy because my father wanted me to punish the guy, not kill the guy. And then he was killed. So now I'm sitting here trying to punish him. Fast X. All right, let's 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 jump into the thing. What? So here's my biggest problem with this movie. This, yeah, yeah. There's not enough cars. Okay, There's not stop. racing. Just stop it. I mean, okay, yeah. All right, I, no, keep going. I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, there's not there's there's not enough racing. There's one race where the Brazilian guy gets killed. One street race, and that's it. That that race made no sense, and you're like, he put bombs on the bottom of their cars, so because well, he, he had he was making him suffer because he had to pick them. But let me ask you, first of all, and who styled Jason Momoa? It's like he's like a mix of Golden Girls and like like the seven. Yeah, no, literally, he's he his his performance is that of a prepubescent princess, all the way through. I... He squeals in high pitch. He wears extravagant. He's he's constantly having an emotional tantrum. He's playing a prepubescent princess. Listen, y'all probably gonna hate me for this one, but I saw it, Momoa's character as a kind of Joker esque yes. because he was a bit yes. insane to to uh, to Vin Diesel's Batman. Vin Diesel's Batman? Yeah, well, Vin, yeah. That would make Vin Diesel Batman in this universe. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he uh, was. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very he's, moody. He's very grumpy. <laughs> but everyone was one note the whole way through. And it's like, I didn't, I had no empathy for any of the characters. And then at the end of the movie, total spoiler alert, when Gal Gadot comes back to life out of the submarine and you're sitting there yeah. going, now we're really in uh, uh, this outrageous world superhero fantasy thing where no, n- there are no stakes because they keep killing off these characters and they keep coming back two movies later. Yeah. I mean, just starting from the beginning, we had uh, Rome leading his first mission, which I just know was just going to be Antics. crap because yep. Rome is not a serious character at all yeah. in any of this. Um, he's stupider and stupider as the he does. He really does, and then I, all the characters have become more and more smaller and a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then we got we got him in we got him in Rome, and they're in the mission. Obviously, yeah, you know, it becomes a setup, and then you know you see Momo is doing his whole thing. The bomb, the bomb, like the first of all. How smart, how smart is is Ludacris's character? He just looks at it like, oh, it's a neutron bomb. Like, well, what? He knows, he knows everything now. Him, him and, uh, but who knew a neutron bomb was built in something where you could literally roll it down a city? And how did it just continue? Like, just the whole not, city not, is not, on a downward slope. Like, not, that bomb came out of the truck at the like, top of the hill and then rolled down the whole city. <laughs> what? Man. 
Newton is just rolling in his grave. He's like, what have I been doing my whole life yeah. that you guys are just doing all this? And, and he stops the car. He goes side. His car is sideways. They shoot out his tires. And then for another 10 minutes, he's freaking banging gears, spraying nitrous, doing everything on pop tires. Yeah. It was, it was just I don't wild. understand the physics of that either, though. This movie, this movie made me want to have a car. It made me want to have a car so bad. I wanted a DeLorean so I could go back in time and stop myself from. I was like, they should have jumped in that DeLorean at the beginning when she. No, <laughs> when, yeah. when they jumped all out of it car? to stop no, this Lee movie. Theron comes out of the the sickest looking 2023 DeLorean, and that's when I was like, yo, maybe this movie's gonna be. And then you never see that car ever again. No. Ever. And I'll tell you what also didn't make sense about that, Rich, was that DeLorean you can only get if you're a member of the DeLorean Club. Oh, all right. So everyone would have known who this woman who's hiding yeah. from the government is. If, if you have enough money, you can get anything, though, to be fair. All right. Maybe that that, uh, that car was sick though. I got it excited. Was, it was. Car. Yeah. Um, as a mechanic, I was looking at Vin Diesel driving through Rome, and I was like, "How is this car still functional?" First and foremost, uh, and then when when they concluded the whole, <laughs> first of all, this thing was on fire. It, it was it rolled down several stairs. Like it it it's just crazy. It's crazy. And then he stops it by launching his car off of a bridge to hit a crane. So that the crane could ping pong it off of the bridge into the water, and then his car hits the wall. I thought that was like he was. I I was like, he's going into the water. Okay, cool, whatever. He's gonna have to swim out of this one. Like, how is he gonna get out of this one? He's gonna be right by the bomb. Like, nope. Hits the wall, slides down, perfectly fun. Not only functional, but he outruns the shockwave of this blast. Wait, but you and you already said it. He had no tires at this point either, though. No, no, he had no tires at this point. So, so you figure, okay, so this car is a, it's a root style blower on it. So it's a really, really big blower. Did you notice that half the time the blower wasn't even spinning, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> it's popping out of the hood and half the time the car is moving and the blower is still. So I'm like, okay, great. So I know that's fake. <laughs> and then number two is like, okay, you have a car, say it makes a thousand horsepower, right? Which is okay. It's, it's, it makes a thousand horsepower. If you've ever driven a car with, any, with a 500 horsepower, if you have the, the the littlest bit of dirt or the road's not perfect, you're all over the place. So you're on pop tires driving on cobblestone. And you're telling me you have enough you have enough uh, traction to pull the tires when you're yeah. jumping off that freaking uh, yeah. Thing? Wait, 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 wait! And then the bomb goes off, right? And you see all these. They're like seven cars behind him, police cars chasing after him, and they all blow away like paper mache dolls. And then his car sticks to the road. Yeah. And how many times does he need to open his nitrous bottle? You open your nitrous yeah. bottle once and you leave it open. You don't yeah. close it every time. <laughs> yeah. Three times. Yeah. You open it three times. Oh, yeah. man, he open I don't know if y'all noticed after that, the news report, they said that the bomb went off in, in Rome and there were no casualties. No casualties. No casualties. Zero. Like, there's no shot that that went off and there's no one in that vicinity. Yeah, and even about, just like, rolling down the hill, like, come on. Well, what about the, the, the cop cars that were just demolished when the, the ball, bomb, ball bomb was rolling down the hill? They like, I saw seven cars just totaled, let yeah. alone 
what you're telling me what there were robots driving all the cars you know maybe maybe there weren't casualties they were just hospitalized they didn't say that they didn't say we have m- multiple like hundreds of people hospitalized in critical condition just no one has died yet but they said the bomb would have to like get into the water to to actually diffuse it by any means and when you see the bomb go off like i said it blows away seven or eight police cars like they're paper dolls and those would have been five to ten city blocks away so anything even on near the bridge and there were people there were construction workers on the bridge yeah oh yeah people should have died yeah definitely should have died yeah people should have uh yeah and and that stuck out but they made such a point like they shouldn't have said anything but they made such a point to say luckily there were no casualties in the blast that was wild to me. They yeah, they should have just kept it going, like just a bomb in the you know in in Rome, so on and so forth. Suspect still at large, one in custody, and that's right. that. Right, because Letty got uh, uh, arrested at that point. Right. Oh, man, that made no sense. All right, so then what? So then what happens? Uh, then after that, Letty is in a black site, um, and Mrs. Nobody, I believe, pops up. So yes, daughter, played by oh, nobody. Oh, what's Um, Jason Statham's mom pops up. Oh right yes, so Helen Mirren, who is a fox. Yeah, how man. how she got in Rome and I'm sorry, you said a... she's a what? Yeah, Helen Mirren's a good looking woman, man. If you say so, bro. Uh, okay. What you don't think Helen Mirren's a good looking woman? She's I do not. I have do not. Her, have, you, have you seen her from back in the day? She's I'm, pretty great. Not, actor. We're not looking at her back in the day. We're looking at her right now. The other way, am I yes, still on? She's a great actress. I'll give her that. Yeah, yeah you're you're good. keep going. Oh my, my computer's glitching out. A little funny. Um, all right, yeah. So she pops up out of the middle of nowhere to have a little aside with Vin Diesel. Also, why is she in Rome, and how did she know he was on that bridge? Right. Like how how top secret are these agents now? Like what are we talking about? I mean, no right. sense. This movie makes no sense from start to finish, and they just kind of like superimpose these little moments and asides. And then another thing that's just ridiculous is, and they even kind of allude to it. It's like everyone who's a hero in this film was the villain of the last film. Well, they even said it. Um, what's his face says it? Jason Momoa's character Dante was like, you know. Everyone ends up joining your family. Not this time. Nah. Okay. Okay. So they get out of Rome. And yeah, just action and stuff happening. What (laughs) what else happened after that? Wait, after Rome. So after Rome, they meet up with Jason Statham. Jason Statham realizes. So well, first they first they meet up with uh, Saturday Night Light. Saturday Night Live. Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Pete Davidson. Davidson. Uh, that was, Which that scene did nothing. What was it, the point of that scene? It, it well, he pointless. turned them in because he wanted the reward. He yeah, barely yeah. turned them in because they got away. Well, yeah, just to catch up with them later. Right, right. So, oh, did we talk so about then, about about Let, about uh, Letty and the black site? First of all, can we talk about that fight that made no sense? No sense. How are you going to sit here and fight someone that's literally getting you out of jail? Right. You have no plan. You have zero plan. Wait, wait. But on top of that, Letty goes, how long, how much, how long, how much time do we have? 
And Charlize Theron says, we got about four minutes. And Letty goes, I better make this quick. And then they fight for 20 minutes. Letty wins. (laughs) She climbs up a shaft for like an hour to get to the top to realize she's in Antarctica, or at least a frozen zone. Climbs back down the shaft, which would take at least another 30 minutes to an hour. So now two hours, two hours, 30 minutes have gone by since they had four minutes. She gets back down there. Charlize is down there. There's still nobody there. They proceed to have another conversation to then have to climb back up the shaft. Well, he had, she, she had to give her her jacket and her boots. Jack. Okay. No. But then why say you have four minutes? Jack, there's no there's no repercussions for any of your actions or anything there in, should this, be, though. in this universe. And, and my question is, is Cypher like a technomancer? Like, how does she hack the system with nothing? being strapped onto a medical bed. And then also on top of that, because they had this high-tech sec- this uh, medical facility that you saw fix Letty's arm up. Like James Bond. Right. Why was she Why was she still all bruised and cut up? She was there longer. <laughs> like, what was going on there? Yo, this movie made no sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, but where were all the people? Like, where were all the guards? Where were all the people? They were knocked out with the special gas that the that tech- conveniently only got routed through the the the, the good guy part. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great security system, by the way. It is it is just bad. And then you had uh, first of all, there was so many the Pete Davidson scene where just Tyrese and and Ludacris are just fighting each other. Just, just a bicker, oh, yeah. and it's like they get into a whole fight. Like, what was the point of that? There was no. And point they're fighting that. for real, fighting. Yeah. I don't know why they, they. If they're gonna have the fight, they're like they're family, aren't they? That's so. That's the whole purpose of this whole series is they're family. Mm-hmm. So they should just be pushing each other. But they're like fighting, like throwing blocks, throwing punches, throwing kicks, taking each other down, like going at it, like trying to hurt each other for real, for real. But yeah. what was the fight about? Um, he he had money on his thing. His and- feelings were hurt. Yeah, feel, yeah, his differences, like you know, I'm funding all this, man. You need, right? but you still a dummy. And then why? And why did he have all that cash strapped to his chest for? I, I think that was a nod back to Too Fast, Too Furious, because that's what he did at the end. That's yeah. what I, that's my personal belief on it. Yeah. And you know, but, you know, Rome is ghetto, so you know that's what he do. Yeah. Uh, what else? Receipts. What else? The the whole fight with with Jason Statham first of all like we're not even gonna have a conversation real quick we're just gonna just start start throwing blows. Well, he's like when a dead guy shows up to your house he only wants one thing. So no one can be like wait wait wait, wait. no we need your help. Nothing. Right. No. Well, but but that's a, that's another. I mean, his character was dead too. Every everyone in this franchise died at one point or another, right. or they lost their memory and gained it back. Or they died and came back, but they weren't actually dead. I mean, who else is who else is dead that we know is coming back now? Well, Han never died. So we learned in the other movie that they faked his death. So Han mm. never died. Right. But this is my point. Everybody died, not died. Like, what are we going to learn about Gal Gadot's character? She died, but they faked her death too. Probably. I mean, she fell off a an airplane. Gravity, she was Jack, shot and Jack, fell off the Jack, back of an Jack, airplane. Jack, Jack, Jack. Gravity, falling on stuff, zero consequences. Zero. Like We've she, learned from these he must have movies. wanted to get out of that relationship with Han so bad. <laughs> that's, that's just like <laughs> you're like I'm dead. Yes, I'm dead. Oh. That's it. 
Oh, okay. We're gonna talk about Mia real quick because when when the agents came to to Dom's house to pick to get it to get his son and Mia, uh, so we're not. Uh, what aunt do you know that comes over to your oh, house to play video games? To play video games with the nephew, but don't bring her kids. Like you ain't gonna bring the cousins along, right? Oh man, this is where this is where Paul Walker's. The way their hand, this is why Fast 7 should have been the last movie. Because if they're going to say Paul Walker's character is alive mm. and he's taking care of his family because right. he wanted to get them out, have a better life for them. So he got out of that whole system. Then you go, okay, cool. I can endorse that. But you can't bring me back. You can't do that. If Paul can't come back for whatever yeah, I mean, we know why he can't come back. But if his character can't come back, then his family can't come back. And so when you see her there playing video games and you know she doesn't live in that country or state at least, then she's not just making a, a random house call, you know? So you're like, oh, man, it was the hardest scene in the movie for me because I understood as an actress you want to take the work and as a filmmaker you want to – share the love and get these characters involved but you sacrifice the logic of this thing by bringing her back without yeah. brian being there it was a it was a rough one i'm just like i'm just thinking about all the times that you know i've gone over to cousins houses like my mother just <laughs> never went over to a house and we didn't go like what are we talking about and no. then my mom just sitting there playing games with my cousins like no yeah we playing yeah. the games yeah, it didn't make any sense, man. It just didn't make any sense. And then John Cena rolled. No, I'm not gonna lie. I like John Cena. I just didn't like him in this. But but you because he he you could have substituted this performance with any film you've ever seen him in. It would have been the same, right? You know, and it's like it could have been Peacemaker. It could have been that movie with. Zac Efron, it could have been any one of those John Cena films, and you're like, just plug and chug. Is he even wearing the same costume? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, no effort. And I just, everyone across the board kind of started feeling like that. Yeah, and then the kid, uh, um, it was just, uh, it just felt recycled. And then, and then your man, Alan, Alan Richardson. Oh, the big, the big gorilla? Bro. Why was it the whole time I'm watching this? I'm like, what is this shirt he's wearing? Like, what is this one strap on yeah, his shoulder? Right? Is there something on there? And, but and but he so came, tight. He's more than one of those shirts. He had yes. a, I was you like, what is this? You can't be angry at the actor for costuming, though. But they found that poor guy the absolute tightest shirt possible. Oh, man. And, you I'm know, you. his character was, was really just there because they couldn't. Who was he? Must have been replacing someone. He, so he was, was replacing Mister Nobody because Mister right. Nobody was missing. Right. No, I mean, we know they couldn't get the Rock in this movie, so that was what Scott Eastwood's character. No, Scott Eastwood was there. Scott Eastwood was there in Rome, and then he, he was, was little he nobody killed in Rome. Right. He jumped yeah, yeah. out right before his 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 H two explosion. Yes, I know. What I'm asking is who replaced who replaced uh, the Rock in this film. Oh, the rock no is one. out. The rock yeah, is out. He, 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 at the end of like Hobbs and Shaw, he's out of the agency. I think. Yes. 
but I don't think anyone actually like replaced it. I, I, I get what you're like, trying to say, but I don't think anyone really replaced it. I guess if anyone is Ames, which would be Alan Richardson. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, I guess. It would have been. It had yeah. to have been. That's why he had the tightest shirt. Yeah, I mean, they had the shirts for the rock. They're like, we need to just see someone who's tall. (laughs) (laughs) We need a big guy. We need a guy who's enormously big. Uh, He was good in the film, though. I mean, the character ended up being just eye roll cheese at the end of it because you see, for whatever reasons, his character is vindicated to take down Vin Diesel and the family. But then then by the end, he became family. And then he became family. But then he ends up being the villain's henchman for the whole film, who actually just infiltrated infiltrated this other wildly elite branch of secret government that no one even knows what it's called, so they just call it the agency. Right. And he's at the head of it. So you're like, wow, that was like serendipitous that he managed to get in bed with them guys. But if he's the villain in the first place, then why do the double agent thing at all why not just befriend him like he decided to on the bridge part of the suffering jack he needs to think that they're family and then no you're not family you're a bad guy oh no (laughs) okay all right can we talk about the uh transformer trucks at the end oh yeah uh, d- double Optimus Prime. It's funny. Sebastian was watching. He's like, "Those look like Optimus Prime." And then when right. he had it with the thing, he's like, "I was like, yeah." It's, it's... What was the point of them? So at the end of the movie, they're on the Hoover Dam, <laughs> and they're trapped with <laughs> two Optimus Prime trucks loaded with explosives and no drivers. Everything. Jason Momoa has everything on remote control. By the way, yeah. <laughs> What is going on? And how is everyone a tech genius? Because it's 2023. If you're not a tech genius, then you're just behind the times. Okay? Exactly. What was the point of having the sun doing donuts in the opening sequence? Uh, don't, why, why is he doing donuts in a drag car? That's I have right. no idea. That's suspension well, not set up for that. Like doing drifting. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I get what, what they were doing. They were paying, again, paying homage to the first one when you saw Brian. Why is he getting the charger? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. So you're, then, you're, you're running skis in the front. You're, you're telling me you're running drag radios. You're, you're going to be drifting on the stickiest tires you can find? Isn't that the exact opposite of drifting? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is <laughs> what? Right. Well, no wonder the kid was struggling with it. Yeah, yeah. You have a four-link <laughs> set to, 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 you have a four-link suspension set up to transfer weight to the rear to for drag launches, and then you're going to try and slide it around the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> on a locker too, you know. You know the thing is on a locker, so it's it, 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 it's not on any kind of rear that's gonna assist in drifting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's probably it's probably a, no, no. It's a six speed. It's not a power line, so it's it's, it's all like a, a six speed on there. But still, this movie just made from so, but, beginning to end made no sense. Yeah, so, but thematically, in that moment, now that's the reality. Of that moment makes no sense. Thematically, it also doesn't make sense because you would. You would put the kid in the situation to be learning that skill set and struggling with it. So by the end of the film, he would have an opportunity to be behind the wheels of a car to utilize the skill set to prove to overcome his fear. But that yeah. moment never happened. So why was he in this car in the first place? And I now you're telling it me it was to to flex his leg muscles so he can make that jump from one car to the next car. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. Okay, but I think it's like maybe 
in the next one we'll see them actually utilize it. Can we talk about that? If John Cena got his his cannon car hit in his freaking Ford Ranchero, if he got his cannons unjammed, why would he just sacrifice himself? Why would he just shoot the bad guy with his cannons? Instead of turning his cannons down, bunny hopping his car over the divider and just sacrificing himself. That made no sense. That made no sense. And why would your cannons shoot down in the first place? So you can bunny hop over dividers. <laughs> Come on, man. But Everyone. it didn't bunny hop well because it put him face down. Uh, also, speaking of John Cena doing questionable things in this movie, He's clearly not being followed while he's driving cross country with his canoe turns into flying mobile on the top of a car. He's not yeah, being followed. Really? He gets into an airport so they can face scan him so he can be followed. FYI, how'd they get to that airport so fast to get on board the plane? Why wouldn't they just meet him after he got off the plane? They're driving a fox body. That's why. Okay. So he gets on the plane. So he's being followed so he can drop out of the belly of the plane to lose a tail that was never telling him in the first place <laughs> until he picked up the tail. Why didn't he just drive to where he was driving to? Well, I think he had to fly to where he was flying to because they had to go to... Well, everyone else drove to where he was at. Didn't you see the 25,000 no, he... cars that drove on to the thing? I mean, listen, they they had those people there strategically waiting for him. But you know he had to fly to. It the wasn't base. an island. It was a mine in the middle of. Yeah, so it wasn't an island. So I mean, they, they drove. They drove from. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about? It wasn't an island, so they were able to drive. But I'm talking about why didn't he just drive? Listen, we're because not, then he couldn't use his cool glider, Jack. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. They had the glider, and then Momo was waiting there with like half <laughs> of the, the the country's population to chase them down. Okay. Yes. Because that yes. was a lot of cars. Uh huh. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. I don't. I, I can't connect these dots anymore. It just didn't make sense. They're all over the place. Why? Why did this movie happen? Because Money. we're freaking. Because we. Because we're 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 greedy greedy piglets that eat up any Fast and Furious content that comes out. You know what makes it hard? Why is it number one movie in the country? Because it's the only movie playing right now. It really is. I'm sorry, but it's true. I watched the movie because we're talking about it. Not because I, I kind of lost my zest. The, when Paul Walker died and the franchise kept kicking along and making yeah. less and less sense, yeah. I lost my ride or die momentum for this franchise. But at least the last movie, they were like tongue in chief, self referential. Like, how are we surviving all of this? Yes. And they had this like awareness of like how ridiculous they become, and they completely yes. lost all that awareness in this movie. Yes, well, they also put on the freaking, like in the, he's hugging his mom and talking about his kids and talking about he's scared of losing his, he's scared of losing his son and his wife. And they're playing the music that ended the Fast 7 movie where Paul Walker's riding off to the sunset and you're weeping in the theater because... It's sad because you know the reality of what's going on, just and you're like the series from that one, bro. Oh my but but God. but you're going. Why would you play this music now, which is so tethered to the loss of Paul Walker in this franchise, and it's how many of us associate him with that song? It's why the song was written. It's what the lyrics mean, and you're playing that music here, 
and we're sitting here going, this movie lacks the depth to, and it lacks any remnants of Paul being in it for it to want to have that emotional reality tethered to it, right? And then there, every other sent, how many sentimental moments are about family, family, family? This thing felt like a hallmark thing that just was out of tone. Every every moment was a family moment in this movie. Family. I like a good bad film. I really do. You know, I can get behind watching a good bad movie uh, or a bad good movie. You know what I mean? But it's like, I think the other thing that didn't help me walking into this is I, I was a little gun shy walking into it, but I figured it'd be a good time. You know, I'm like, it's at least going to be a good time. This wasn't a good time. It like it took itself too serious for what the franchise has become. You can't take yourself too serious, and this movie took itself very serious. Yeah, and wait, not in the cars. Like you forget what the movie is about, right? And I get it. Like okay, you're spies now. I'm near this, but the movie's based around cars, and mm-hmm. you know, even if you have some stupid cars, like the stupid cannon car or something like that. Okay, I can live with that. But at least have some freaking cars. But he right. drives well, the same charger all over the world because the charger flies with him everywhere he goes. Which yeah. is, uh, yep. And but I mean, even the other Fast and Furious movies, you got a smattering of cool new vehicles and stuff. And you almost felt like that was going to be the case when they teased us with the DeLorean. Right. You're like, okay, cool. At least give me car culture. What's out there that I don't know about? No, you're going to have to watch the new James Bond movie to see the cool uh, Audi, or you're going to have to watch the Mission Impossible movie to see whatever cool tech is out there. This is, you're right, this is that movie for this. So how's that not even on point? I don't know. I mean, we saw the cars. They had had the electric charger in the background. So here's the thing. Every time they showed an outside shot of Dom's house, there was a different car lineup in front. Whose cars right. are those? Are, are they? <laughs> you have like three hundred thousand dollars cars parked in like a middle class neighborhood, just chilling. Well, Whose no. cars are they? It's, it's just their cars. They couldn't fit in the garage because. You know. mean, how many times has that house been shot up and bombed at? The, the neighbors that live around it still live around them. Wasn't it blown up completely in one of the movies? They blew up the they front of it for the most part. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I um, mean, listen, listen. They just realized Dom is family, so we're not going to move out of his neighborhood no matter what. Right. I feel like if you haven't seen the movie, you probably don't understand a lot of what we're talking about or why. And if you have seen the movie, you understand that those of people who are confused who haven't seen the movie that's actually the movie so we've actually done a really good job summing it up (laughs) i mean like this movie made no sense i'm sorry but it didn't Um, any final thoughts i feel like we've just kind of like been kicking at it what's let's let's all try to name one positive thing about this film i'll go first oh i can't even say that i was gonna say it ended but it didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well, what I, do you got? I got nothing come back to me oh, and nothing too. why every time they spray the nitrous it shoots blue flames like, it doesn't shoot blue, blue flames it's just catchy you know? it doesn't happen it's Don't like they're in burnout they remember that video game burnout oh, I love yeah. that video game <laughs> exactly what it is the only thing nitrous will do it'll, sometimes it'll make you shoot green flames if you're burning up your pistons but you'll do that once and you won't do that again 
that's a fact. <laughs> so I don't know. And I've burned down. I've burned down engines on engines before. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I, I have a positive thing. Okay. Um, I I enjoyed seeing the flashback in the beginning. Mm. It it actually made me want to go back and watch that film. Yeah, I agree with that. So there was a a positive thing for me. Um, maybe because the Rock uh decided to bury the hatchet and come back and finish this off, even though I'm not going to watch those other films. I guess he's coming back for Eleven. Yeah, I mean, he was in the he was in the end. Yeah, he was oh, at the end he was in the with the longest. Credit. Was the longest some bitch ever said in the history of film. He's like, come come and get me, you some bitch. I'm like, what? Are we gonna wrap this up, bro? Uh okay. yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah, The Rock is yeah. coming back, even though I'm not gonna watch it. So I'll still watch it. I don't know. There's something about me. I, I can't not watch these movies. Let me take that back. I'm not gonna pay to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it like I watched Fast 9. After it had been out for two years, I watched it. And I was glad that I didn't watch it in the theaters, but I enjoyed seeing it. I wonder if that would have made this experience better for me, not no. paying. No. No. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. All right, Chris, one one thing you appreciate about the film? Uh... Mm-hmm. I like the street racing scene. It made me. It made me remember why I fell in love with the franchise. It was very short, though. That's it wasn't like number. a race. And that was my number. Well, at least they don't do like the freaking like they used to. Where they're running through the state. You know, it's like it's like a two mile long race <laughs> <laughs> with lefts and rights where you're drag racing. But you know, I like that. It made me. Want, it, made, it was some semblance to the the core of the franchise, but. All right, that's fair. Should we, uh, I guess we have to do it. I'm fearful to ask, but let's rank this movie. I'm giving it a four. Wow. Yes. That's high. Yeah, I give it a four, too. It was bad, but it, it wasn't, it, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. It was bad, but it, it wasn't boring. It didn't make sense, but it was not boring. So I can overlook a lot of stuff if it's not boring. So I agree. I give it a four. I agree. It wasn't boring because it was always something going on. But it got to the point where, like something was going on, but it just didn't do anything. Right. Like things were going on, but nothing was happening. Yeah. I don't know that I could <laughs> say it was boring, but it was very annoying. Mm. Like... I was getting looks from other audience members because of how audible my eye rolls were. It was like <laughs> the sound of the earth scraping against the cosmos. And I must have I must have been like in full ro- rotation with my eyes. They were like constantly in a circle motion throughout this film. I was annoyed watching it, like audibly put out. I think I even sighed audibly. I was like, ah, come on. I was so angry. Also, I was in Texas. You know, I'm in Texas on my birthday trip, hanging with my family. And I dipped out for three hours to go watch this movie because I knew I was talking about when I got back in town. And I was like, I can't get this time back. Damn, Jack. Damn. I'm sorry. I, I guess I'd have to give the movie... I emotionally, I want to say zero, mm. but I won't do that. That's just not fair. 
I will give this movie a one. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So we're this not- movie was. Now I might I might go back and be like that was really harsh and obnoxious, but this movie was obnoxious and harsh on my eyes. The whole experience was was three. rather off putting for me. Yeah, so we're at a we, three combined right. three. It was it was hard. Like going back to three. like the the time the running time of it. Like I was sitting here when I was sitting there watching it. I didn't check how long it was, and then like I'm just going through it. And at there were point in times where I pulled my phone out and I started playing games on my phone. Because there was so much time. of things going on, but nothing actually happening. I'm like, I'm not going to miss anything right now. So I'm sitting See, there playing my my games, and I'm at, at one point I'm looking like my internal clock. I'm like, Yo, we're like a good hour and a half, two hours in, and this movie doesn't seem like it's wrapping up. What's happening right now? See, I didn't do that. I gave the movie a hundred percent of my attention. It's the only way I can watch content. I, I. I'm like I'm like a horse with blinders consuming whatever it is. I commit to it 110%. I'm committed. And so I'm just sitting there it painfully watching hoping that they'll turn left or something, so you know. They might make this the instead of it being a two to finish it, it might be a a, a trilogy. <laughs> just talk about making two more <laughs> Which I'll probably he's like, how much can I squeeze out of this I mean, thing? He's 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 you know, ten movies into this, he doesn't really have to do anything else. He says, "I am Groot." Every once in a while, right? And he just has this, and for twenty years he's been living off this. I would try and milk this too for as long as it goes. What range do you I, have? No, I would too. Listen, I'm not saying don't milk the content, but this content felt like. That's all it was. Everyone showed up to make their paycheck. And I don't know. Listen, I wasn't on set. No, and, it, but it, I, it, but it what I do know is I'm looking at... Exhausted. It yes, felt exhausted. It, it felt exhausted. It felt so played out. It felt like everyone just kind of like doing their shtick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So a three. A three. Uh, we give it a three. That's fair. So tell us what you thought. Is a three... Way too harsh, or is it way too high? Because it still might be too high. <laughs> you know, I hate. You know, part of me hates reviewing films and and ranking it at all because, as an artist and an actor and a filmmaker who goes through this process, I know how hard it can be, and I'm empathetic of the craft, and I'm empathetic of the laborious hours it takes to make content. But I also know that if you don't have the heartbeat right, you walk away with stuff like this and this, this movie, this out felt to me. So on some level, I hate reviewing it because the artist actor side of me that loves the entertainment hates to bash work. And I want to just celebrate everybody's stuff, but it's the nature of being honest. If we're being honest, that's this is my honest opinion. So anyway, sorry not to to, to rant on that. So, Chris, you want to hit us with some recommendations? Sure, sure, sure. So <clears throat> originally, my recommendations were coming right from the debate of the top five favorite Fast and Furious uh, entries, but we used that for the debate. So I was looking, hey, what other franchises have had more than ten entries? 
and besides, there's not much. There's a lot of like seventy stuff, but nothing really mainstream that has. So I I dropped it down to five. So what movies? What franchises have more than five movies in the repertoire? So uh, we'll talk number one, Star Wars, obviously. Star Wars. Star Wars. Number two, Harry Potter. Yeah. Number three, Die Hard. This is pretty all right. Die Hard has ten. No, more. I I picked more than five. 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 Yeah. Number four, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. And number five, Jurassic Park. So take that as you will. But no one's creeping up. None of those are creeping up on. Uh, actually, except for Star Wars, creep up on ten like the magic that is the fast. I got a, I got a couple to add to your list. Go ahead, shoot. Halloween has eleven entries. Oh, that's uh, right. Um, as a matter of fact, there are a lot of horror Saw. movies that that Saw tend to go too, with right? Saw, yes. Star Wars, obviously. You said the Muppets has over ten. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, if you combine aliens and Predator together because they cross over and call it one universe, yeah. they have over 10 movies together. Okay. Star Trek has more than 13. The MCU as a property has well over. Right, right. As does the DCU. Godzilla has been pumping out movies since the th- 30s. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's stuff that's in the that's in the same ballpark as the Fast and Furious also, franchise. Debbie Does Dallas has like 16 entries. Jack, Whoa. I wasn't. I didn't hey, know hey, that. Hey. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to go back and, and watch those for research. Yeah. All right. Well, good recommendations, Chris. Yep. That's the show. Bye. But I hope uh, all you out there listening enjoy the show. And if you didn't, too bad. Tell your enemies about it. Maybe they'll get the same treatment you just got. Yeah. On that note, we'll be back. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Peace. Peace. (laughs) 